Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. Today, I am so blessed and honored to introduce you guys to a dear brother in Christ. This is Luke Seibert, everybody. Hey, Luke. Hey, Jen. Oh, Luke has written not just the master of my life, but a collection of works that you can go and find Amazon, Barnes and Noble, where books are sold. Um, But Luke is an amazing author and friend. And I can and musician. I can't wait for you guys to just hear about all the goodness that is going on with Luke and how much I loved the master of my life. This is a five star contemporary Christian fiction. It is family. It is drama. It is romance. It is the heart of a Christian walk. And I really encourage you guys not to like stop now and forget that me and Luke are talking because you're going to go buy the book. (laughs) But I really encourage you guys to go out and get your copy of The Master of My Life today. So, Luke, we're going to talk more about the book, but tell us a little bit more about you first. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be on here. But um, so, yeah, I became blind back in 2016 as a result of a car wreck and through a series of events after that, um, God led me to start writing. Didn't intend to set out writing a novel, but uh, one thing kind of led to another. And Lord led me and wrote The Master of My Life and just found out I loved writing. And so since then, I've written a few more novels and got a few working on now. And uh, going back to school, I've got my bachelor's and now I'm at seminary and feel like the Lord's calling me to preach. And so I preach fairly regularly at our church now and host a couple Bible studies and yeah, so that's kind of what I got going on, a little bit about me. Wow, a lot about you, Luke. You've got yeah. such a busy schedule. Thank you for taking time out of that to just visit with me a little bit and talk about your author journey. Oh, absolutely. So, I love it. That, so you started with the master of my life. No blogging, none of no. that first. You just jumped on in, I'm doing this novel. Yeah, well, I didn't really set out to write a novel when, when I first did it. Um Growing up, I, I loved making home movies uh, and just like out of Legos and stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, live action with my family members and stuff. But and so in the months after coming home from the hospital to become blind, I was I was listening to a lot of audiobooks and just really struggling with, OK, what do I fill my time with? Wasn't finding a whole lot of books that I felt interested in or wanted to read a lot. And uh, just said the idea is like, well, why don't you write a story? You know, had the idea of kind of like a movie type thing. He didn't plan to write a whole, you know, book or anything and just 
started writing a few ideas down and then just it kept coming, kept coming. And I'd be laying at, in uh, bed at night and I'd come up with an idea and I'd dictate it to my phone. And it just it just grew. And as I started writing, the story just came and, and changed a little bit and I grew into a whole novel. And um, it's actually kind of funny because I, I don't I don't like telling people what I'm doing sometimes because uh, I don't like people watching me feeling some of the pressure on that. And so I wrote the entire novel without telling anyone in my family what I was doing. No one. Look, no, no, no one. No. Oh nope. my gosh. I had one of my brother help me with a little bit of formatting stuff. A couple of times I messed, I f did something really weird on my computer. Didn't know what I was doing. So I had him come help. And so he knew probably what I was doing, but I didn't tell my parents or anything. And the the thing that was kind of funny about it was that I, when I had finished it and edited it a little bit myself, I told my parents, but you know, I just asked to talk to them in my, in my room. You know, I didn't tell them any context or anything like that. Oh my so gosh. That's later, like a principal's office, Luke. I know. And so my mom later was like, I wasn't, no, I wasn't sure what you were fixing to say or what. And looking back, it's like, yeah, that was kind of stupid. I should have just told them outright <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, so it just, one thing kind of led to another with that and ended up turning into a whole novel. Wow, Luke. I love yeah. this story. So, the brother that you're speaking of, is he the one that has helped you with your website, helped you with the cover design and interior? Or uh, Yeah, on that one, uh, yeah, my brother Levi, and then my uh, another one of my brothers. I've got, I've got uh, three brothers, um, but Levi is the main one who's helped me uh, get started with the graphic stuff. With He did the cover and the interior design of the book, and then my other brother Jude was the one who helped me with the, my new website. Love it so much, Luke. Love yeah. it. So the story when they found out, okay, first yeah. I bet your mom's heart was racing. Yes. Like, what is Luke going to say to us? This sounds right, right. pretty serious. But it is serious. It is an undertaking. Yeah. You know, um, one, saying, hey, I wrote a book. That's a huge accomplishment, Luke. Hmm. Yeah. And I had I had no idea what I was doing. Just, just sat down and write and wrote it and and stuff and um like I, I did not like writing growing up we had did some kind of um creative writing and one o'clock one during homeschool and my stories and that just just really went nowhere there was no real tension or anything and i didn't really enjoy it and so my mom was a little bit you know hesitant at first okay what, what is this going to be like and then it's like oh is that actually a novel <laughs> and stuff but, um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah mom here it is let's go so yep. So their reaction maybe was taken aback at first, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, then did you let them read it? Like, did you say, I'd love for you to share in this experience with me? Or did you hold it back and say, no, not eyes yet? No, 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 no. We, uh, we did it. And so I, what I, I wrote it and um, I use a screen reader software on my computer that just reads back to me what I've written there and can manipulate with different keyboard commands. And so I edited, it, kind of changed the, the storyline a little bit. Um, as much as I could with the spelling and things as much as I could myself, what I need to do at the time. And then once I told my parents, you know, we printed it off right away and had them, had them read it and stuff, be able to share it with them. Now tell me that experience of having your beta readers as your family right then in real time. Yeah, it was, it was real good. Um, we, uh, my mom was, was real helpful with that. You know, she, she read it and marked a bunch of stuff up and, uh, the church we were going to at the time, we had a uh, morning service and we had an, an early evening service at, at five and we were driving a pretty good ways to church. And so we ended up staying all afternoon. We bring stuff to eat lunch and then just hanging out in the fellowship hall uh, before you know, start instead of driving back home. And so on Sunday afternoons, we would work on the edits. You know, she would be going over. She's like, OK, you misspelled this here or 
this spacing wasn't right, or I think you meant this word. And we would just go through it on Sunday afternoons and working through that. So it worked out really well. And so now I'm holding the master of my life in my hand. And I have had such a heart wrenching, powerful, impressionable experience with your main character. Mm. And so when your character came to you, did you see all the troubles? Did you see all of that in your head like a movie? And you uh, just had yeah. to put those pieces together. I know you said the movies were an yeah. for you. It was. And it, it, it kind of changed a little bit from, it did change actually somewhat a good bit from uh, what I originally anticipated, but I didn't, when I sat down and started writing, I didn't plan it. I, I didn't plot uh, much at all. I just had some, okay, here's some points I want to hit or some ideas maybe for like a scene or something. But uh, some of the tensions or issues there, I did not, uh, foresee when I sat down and started writing it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I, we're not going to do spoiler alerts, everybody. <laughs> I am so sorry. You got yeah. to see all of the conflict and the, mm. the issues that are being presented in this book. But I do want to highlight a special relationship that's in the book. Mm. And that is between our main character, Josh, and a 12 year old named Paul. Mm. Yeah. And I could just like, imagine the whole scene playing out like while i was reading paul waiting at the door of the church yeah waiting for josh waiting yeah. for josh yeah. and i will tell you early on i was saying you know oh i don't want to give it away luke but i was saying, <laughs> I was saying okay lord is this how it's going to go so i started doing my reader experience you know i started questioning and inferring and saying predicting this ending and and when are these you know oh no and how is this and you know watching the relationship deepen yeah on a decline you know yeah it's um it, it was tough because i was you know, predicting certain things that could happen in the book and, and just knowing it was coming. So it's almost as if as a reader, you just have to embrace it, but also brace yourself from that because it is such a beautiful story that felt so real. Luke. Mm. Yeah. Like everyday people, yeah. you know, everyday people living everyday lives in everyday choices. Yeah. Do I stay? Do I walk away? Mm, yeah. Do I confront my past? Do, do I let my past go? Do I ignore everything and just push it aside? And where does that get me? And, you know, all of the, cho the, the choices in the book that, you know, Josh has to go through. They're, they're very just realistic of, you know, a young man that's just struggling through life and, and trying to find who he is and whose he is. And, and, you know, where does he stand through all of it? Right. And that's what I try to do when I came up with the idea of Josh had the, I guess what the W the writing warriors for Jesus call, you know, the story seed idea and came up with the character of Josh. And I was like, okay, here's, kind of the basic conflict with the starting point and really try to put myself in his shoes and try to explore the story 
through his point of view and see, okay, how, how would he react? What would this be like to face this issue? And if he, you know, he keeps pushing some things away and just certain things keep getting worse and he can't, can't escape some of these things and they just keep coming after him. And, you know, in your blurb, I'm not going to, you know, no spoilers, but um, he is faced with a situation with a girl in Savannah. And, yeah. you know, it's it's pretty easy to hang out with her. And he gets to watch his World War II show. And he, you know, yeah. he, he has yeah. that, you know, he gets into that routine. But, you know, you can see throughout the different choices that he has to make. They're hard choices for him. Mm, yeah. You know, each step that he takes and because of, you know, maybe broken relationships and maybe not drawing close to the Lord, it just shows how it can spiral or it just shows how lost he can feel mm. in those moments. And, you know, he's got strong people around him. That's what I loved. I loved your cast of characters, Luke. Mm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just... um I just had some different ideas of some people that, you know, have influenced me, uh, just some characters that I had in my life. You know, my family's been there a lot uh, for me and then uh, had a really strong uh, church, past couple of churches I've been a part of. We, we moved some, but a lot of uh, some of the things that were in the book were kind of, I guess the whole story was somewhat inspired by some things I had had been through in my journey with, with blindness and seeing, okay, we just, be, just because we struggle and we go through difficult times, God is still there. God's still real. And just kind of coming with that question of, you know, how, how could a loving God allow evil and suffering in the world and coming to grips with that. And there's just some experiences I had that kind of gave me some ideas or some, some starting points to jump off with. And using that too, as one of your questions that, you know, motivate this character to seek answers. Yeah. You know, he, you know, does he seek it in the world? Does he seek it around Charlie, his brother-in-law and, the, you know, a job? Or does he look at it for material things or does he go to a pastor for answers? Or, you know, you have it lined up all mm. throughout the book where he has all of these different opportunities to experience God's greatness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just takes him back every time. Like when he, you know, every time he gets that glimpse into the goodness that is the Lord and his people, it almost as if Josh doesn't know how to reconcile that. Like, yeah. And that's yeah. from pain and that's from his shaping and, and from his hardening heart. And yet he still continues to try to navigate yeah. And, and be Josh and just be someone yeah. that you're cheering for. Like, come on, Josh, is it going to happen? How is right. it? Right. And so early on, I started saying, okay, I, I really want what's best for you guy. Like I, I need mm. to know that you're going to be taken care of. I need to know. And, and the moment that I think that was a really changing point for me when mm -hmm. I was reading the book, was when he went to his sister's house. Oh yeah. For the you know, yeah. I'm not going to tell you guys no spoilers, but when you get like to that point, when you get to that sister's place, guys, in the book, and and you see that, and and this is the thing about Christian fiction, you know, you don't have to go through and put Bible verses on every page. You don't have to go. You don't have to go through and always bring parallels. Right. Mm -hmm. To everything that, you know, trying to bring people back to a Bible story. 
you're just walking the Christian faith. What would Jesus have done yeah. in that situation? What would Jesus do? And and how is that being lived out in the day-to-day life practices of his people? Yeah. And that's what you've done with your with your surrounding cast. You've shown that color, that mm. beauty. You know, it's it's just not one color. It's like it's yeah. a myriad of color that the Christian community brings. You know, not just around those who are unbelievers, but when they're together, the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing I wanted to do with that and with some of my other writing, too, is just show that the gospel, it can affect all of life. It doesn't have it's not just relegated to church or we're always having to, like I said, always have to say Bible verses. And you know, scripture is important. And the characters do yes. bring that point to that. And they do. But but they, they just like you said, they live it out and affects their choices and it. A lot of times it gives Josh pause and it's something he doesn't understand. He's hard for him to say, okay, why, why did you choose that? Right. Why, why did you go that route? And but I just, love that though, because I also loved one line in the book where um, I'm just paraphrasing it. I didn't write it down, yeah. but it really stuck with me. And it was Charlie's character. And it was like, he knew Charlie's heart. And so mm. he would know like Charlie's intent. He would say, just like Charlie to bring it back to Jesus. Just yeah. like Charlie to bring it right back to Jesus. Yep. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was like, like Luke, like thinking about the inspired people in your life, like, mm. you know, being around role models, like someone like Charlie yeah. in a young man's life. Here you are, Luke, living that out. Mm. You reminded yeah. me of a Charlie. <laughs> well, there was, there were some young, there were some guys who were about similarly, uh, you know, that I looked up to kind of like a Charlie in my life. Um, just been there for an encouragement to me, trying to point me on, on the right track and just, just to be a friend and looked up to it. Actually, Charlie, um, you know, Charlie's a, Charlie's a carpenter and his framing crew, his business, they calls it, you know, the sons of the carpenter. That was actually a name I was considering if I ever ran my own framing crew before I'd gone blind. And so like that, so that's where that uh, name came from and stuff and uh, stuff, but that was cool. I had, it, it was a fun book to, to, to write and to really explore these different characters and, how they would if each one with their own personality, how they'd respond differently to different situations. And, and starting off yeah. the work day with Bible study and yeah. start and stopping in the middle of a work day to pray for someone. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I mean by just showing how the life in action works. Yeah. Stopping and having lunch with your pastor. Yeah. Stopping and, you know, stopping by on a Sunday afternoon and going fishing. Yeah, <laughs> just everything, just a fellowship. Just, just, a, just. A, oh, and let's talk about the music in the book, Luke, because I know <laughs> how important music is to you, and yes. you know we're all saying, "Luke, sing for us." Sing. But like when I got to that part, and yeah. that was a part of the book, I was like, "Luke, you're shining through again on this." Yeah, well, the struggle. For, uh, I, I don't know. Music has been a big part of me, and uh, Josh gets in this with some friends who ends up playing some some folk music. And bluegrass music and that's the style that i go to and i, I loved and i played that for a while i got to play with some friends and stuff just a different, like bluegrass jams here locally and then after um the wreck it, it broke my uh, left arm as well and so i had a lot of nerve damage there and so i couldn't play my guitar for for several months and i really had to kind of relearn a lot of stuff when i did start back up so that was kind of i guess maybe i was start think a little bit about that with josh you know he used to play years ago and then he's trying to get back into it and miss some of that and just that I don't know that that camaraderie of that group that plays in the book is just 
it, it's, a, well, it's a fun experience. It was fun for me because one, yeah. like, you know, Jessica and then her putting her leg out. I was like, wait, I'm learning all this new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Almost as if I was in the room. I was yep. in the room, Luke. Yeah. I was in just the shadows throughout awesome. every chapter experiencing yeah. not just the joy, but the pain too. And just mm. feeling, oh, I got to get to the, the shift in this because I know the goodness is going to come some way. Somehow there will be a light. And yeah. then the darkness, you know, the, the hard would come. And then I knew I would like, just hold on, Jen. It's coming. Like, you know, yeah. a reader experience. But that whole yeah. part about the music, I loved it. I oh, was right cool. along with Paul going, play one more. Let's just yeah. play Paul <laughs> song. Let's yep. Paul song. I just, I just, for me, I could see you in the book. Mm. I could see God's love in the book. Amen. I could Amen. feel the presence of forgiveness. Yeah. And for just, just pure relationship with others. Yeah. And it was that purity in relationship that even though relationships are messy, mm. even though they may not always go as you plan them to go, and there may be parts of that relationship that fail, they can be mended with Jesus. Amen. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the themes are so profound in this. Um, I, I love how you bring in how he visits with Paul's family seeking answers too. Yeah. Um, guys, y'all got to read the book. Do y'all hear me? I'm telling y'all. <laughs> um, yeah. But Luke, it's, it's yeah. one of those books though, that when you read it, you do, like you said, your character takes a pause. Mm. It allows you as a reader, you have to kind of pause through there and go like, man, if would I be as forgiving? Mm. Would I be as open armed? Would I be as welcoming or want to go hide in yeah. situations? Would I you like and that is when you know you've got a book that truly matters. It's one that puts not all like I'm not Josh and I haven't had any of Josh's experiences, but in those moments I felt as if I was walking along beside mm. Josh. Oh that's well that's what I wanted and with the books that I write, I try to I want people to cons consider some deeper issues, some messages besides just, oh, reading a book just for fun, enjoyment, just pass away some time, but to maybe ha have a greater purpose in it. That, yeah, it's, it should be, I want my books to be enjoyable, you know, to be, get people wrapped up in it and to, to enjoy the read, but also to have to, a time to consider a deeper message and, okay, what would they be like? How would that affect my life if I went through something like that? Well, I'm raising my hand because yeah. <laughs> the master yeah. of my life, it's, you know, and that title too. And when I got to a line where it kind of paraphrased the title a little bit, yeah, I stopped and I would read it aloud parts of the book to my husband hmm. who is watching construction on TV, all about the man digging holes and building ponds yeah. and stuff. And he's watching just dig it and I'm reading beside him. And there were times <laughs> I'd say, pause it, baby, just a minute. And I say, I got to read this part. And then I would read it. Mm. Because it would be those profound moments, especially the way that I love how you do the endings of your chapters. Like, you know, it's that close up, you know, it's that close up of that chapter. Yeah. And, and that's where the character's pausing and you're switching to a new scene. But it's almost as if you allow the reader to take a breath mm. themselves and then go, OK. All right, Eli, you got to listen to this part. And so yeah. then I'm reading to Eli <laughs> and I'm saying, 
Okay, there's his yes. title. Did you know the title of Master of My Life? Did you know it at the beginning? Or because a lot of authors, no. go, yeah. Where did no. that? Did you play around with the different titles and all of I, that? Yeah, I did for a while. And um, well, even like what you were saying there, like at the end of the chapters, that's just. I just have to give the Lord glory for that. Cause when I, was, I had sat down, when I wrote this, I had no idea. I had not read any books about the craft. Didn't listen to a lecture about writing a novel. I had no idea what I was doing. So just you know, glory, Lord for leading me in that. But I had a different title when I started the book. I think uh, what I had, when I started was a father's love. No scratch. I, actually I had like three different titles. I started off with uh, someone died for me and had a different opening and a different story conflict and kind of that morphed and, went to a couple of different titles and then ended up uh, talking with my family. And they're like, we well, had yeah, a title you had didn't really work. And we were sitting around talking about it and came up with the master of my life. And it was too, because he was struggling with his own, you know, wanting to be in complete control. Yeah. Yeah. And just that, that struggle for independence, wanting to be seen as my own man, I'm the one who can uh, do what I want to do. No one can boss me around. And, um, He's just like, yeah, look, look where that's got you. And, yeah. And yeah. he would have those internal moments like, man, you know, stop being foolish. Like, yeah. you know, he would have those moments like he would have to check himself yeah. in that process and and then see himself out through it with the help of those around him. Like, right. look, it's, it's just a beautiful testimony of the Christian walk and, mm. and how others, though, can impact the life of someone because we never yeah. know what someone's going through. We don't. Right. You know, we, we meet Josh's every day and we may not know. Mm, yeah. yeah. And so when, when we read it, we also can go in it from that Avenue that, mm. you know, even though we may not experience, you know, the characters side by side, their experience, but we have an opportunity to lead people to Jesus every yeah. single day. Right. With the way that we act, with yeah. the way that we speak, with the way that we show love of God. Yeah. Right. Be like a Charlie or even a Jessica or Paul, just that, yes. that testimony. Or a life. sister or yeah. a mom. Okay. Yeah. Whoever. Uh, you know, the unit that you feel, mm. you have so many avenues. You know, you have Christian friendship, Christian family, Christian workplace. You've hit all of these different angles and we may not experience all of those. But while we are in any space, we can mm. glorify God in any space that we are. Amen. That's right. And that's the beauty about your book is that, you know, you can you can read it one time and you can feel the impact you know, mm -hmm. of the book, you can get your impressions and you can get your themes. But then when you walk away, it's a book that stays with you because then you start thinking, wow, how can I be a little bit more like, mm. and then you can start filling in the blanks. Yeah. You know, how can I be a little bit more Charlie and always bring it back to Jesus? Yeah. How can I be a little bit more, you know, like Paul, and that innocence and that trusting and that openness. Mm. How can yeah. I be, you know, and I can keep going like, and even the pastor, like, guys, I hope I'm not spoiling it, Luke. You no, no, you're not. No, I'm trying to talk around the edges. Of the yeah. <laughs> but like even the pastor, like when he did not know an answer, mm. yeah. he didn't just start googly gawking and all making up stuff and making things sound pretty and right. Mm. He said, let me pray about it. Let me go and look for answers. And I love that. Yeah. 
Because we are not just walking around with a, a Bible encyclopedia right at our side. And in those moments can just be there for everything and everybody all at once. But with that thoughtful intention mm. and that care and that prayer, sometimes that's the best approach. Yeah. And God is, is so much greater than us. We'll never fully understand everything about him or his word, but we to take that time to go back and to, sh and to even invest in people saying, I care enough about you and about this conversation that I'm going to come back to it. I'm, I'm going to yes. be invested with it. Go find that answer as much as I can and then come back and continue this with you. And that was, that was lovely, Luke. Hmm. And you did that. And I was like, man, Holy Spirit is working throughout this book. Hmm. Yeah. You know, cause I was picking up the little, I was picking up, all of those pieces as I went along yeah, of mm. how this can influence others and how it can influence me. Mm. And, yeah. and I'm just so thankful that, you know, one, I've met you, but yeah. two, that I've had an opportunity to read your work. I mean, it's just a powerful testimony, Luke. Mm. Well, um, thank you. Yeah. Top notch, top notch. Now that it's out and you're working and then I had an opportunity, guys, I have to tell it, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I have yep. to, to rework the cost. And that is something new that you've been working on. And yep. you've got your draft going with that. And guys, I got to beta read and amazing. Luke, I love your style. I love your voice. Thank you. Um, your dialogue. It's just spot on. I'm, I'm right with the character. I love the way that you craft character. Oh, yeah. That's what I, that's one thing I try to do with my stories is, I don't know if you say live vicariously through them or what, but try to come up with a, with a character, put him in a particular situation and say, okay, let's, let's go. Let, let's figure this out and I'll explore the story with you as we work through it. And um, so I've tried to do it with my di different novels that I've gotten. And uh, yeah, so the worth the cost there, I'm hoping to kind of turn it into a series. I was working uh, some last night on an outline for the next book and some themes and titles for the next couple ones and stuff. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it because I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to get the next part. So yeah. after, so you have a collection of work, um, mm -hmm. guys, and a good thing too, you can go to Luke's website. I want to show you guys. Look, I have a signature copy. See, and and it's not that I have like special insider things that you guys don't. Uh, you can go to Luke's website and you can get one too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But you're working on worth the cost, and this one now is a YA. Series. Yeah. Yep. So is this your first YA or some of your other works YA? Um, I say it's my first one that would probably be uh, geared more towards a YA. Um, my, my other works, that's another a series set in the, in the American Civil War. It's a story of a young man. That's could be a YA, but not necessarily. It's more along like literary fiction in that genre. Um, but this, but worth the cost in that series, I'm hoping to, to work on. That's going to be more just a YA. As it kind of turned into that. I didn't set out to do that, but just it kind of went that way as, as I was editing it. And so now we have to talk about your process, because when you said when you started the master of my life, you would get ideas, you yeah. would voice dictate, you would fix the ideas, you would go back and work. Has that changed or do you just honor that blank page and the ideas and just go with the story? It has changed uh, somewhat. Um, it's kind of it's kind of evolved. So you know, the master of my life was was pretty loose. wasn't much structure at all. Uh, and then with the series, the Chess and Valley series, it's three books there. It's a 
pretty similar structure with that. And then I uh, started to uh, do listening to some lectures and do a little more research about craft and with um, John Scott Bell, looking at his, his structure with his uh, the signpost method about some different key points of the plot that you want to hit to have some structure there. And so I started doing, doing that. Um, but generally the idea of my, my core, what, a method has not changed. I come up with a message. What do I want the reader to walk away with? Or what's the theme I want to deal with? And then start that, uh, start jotting down and then just come up with a character and start jotting down some scene ideas and then just start filling in uh, the different plot points and then pretty loosely. And then we'll just, let's go for the ride and let's see what happens. So I love that you start with the themes. You know, yeah. everybody has a different way that they approach the page and their novels. Yeah. Um, and so starting with themes, that's a new one for me, Luke. I've had a lot of conversations about people in their process. And oftentimes, you know, you know, people will say, well, I've, you know, I've had this character. Or I had this one scene in my head that would not let me go. And I had to yeah. work around that scene. I love that you think about the themes, but it's very evident. Like, even if you didn't know you were doing it at the time when you were yeah. writing The Master of My Life, because you said that, you know, you didn't understand you know, hadn't read anything prior about craft or anything. You can see where your themes are emerging mm -hmm. and then how you are refining them throughout. Mm. And so it is clear that your themes, Holy yeah. Spirit driven things, yeah, that's what absolutely. I'm going to say, yeah. um, were clearly plotted and laid out and placed in, I would say, strategic ways throughout the book to have that dynamic approach to how a daily life would be like this is the the ins and outs of the daily experience of josh yeah and what that would look like and so to me you've painted a picture a book that i would say meets those standards of top fiction mm. thank you so don't look back at that yeah. and say it's you it didn't really have a structure or it didn't oh yeah luke yeah no yeah i, I see that yeah I luke it, I it's I there yeah I, I was just saying I didn't go into it with that mindset, but I definitely, you know, looking back, I'm like, yeah, all the the Holy Spirit led me in it and yep. helped me get that done. Holy but, Spirit, I'm telling yeah. you, Luke, and just mm. honoring, honoring the place where the story yeah. goes. Yeah. And I do sometimes get ideas for like a scene. Like there's been a couple of times I had this like one scene, a couple of scenes that just will pop into my head and be like, okay, I see that I've got to use that somehow. I just kind of let it sit there and mold for a while. I might jot it down on a piece of paper and just let it be. And then I guess somehow when I come up with a theme, I'm like, okay, that's that, that scene goes with that theme or that's going to uh, be, it's going to go in that book. And then just that, when that unity happens, it's like, okay, that's now it's the time to start writing this. I love that Luke. I love yeah. that approach. Tell yeah. me too, because now you're working on nonfiction. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Do you think the nonfiction is easier? Is it the same? Do you find that it has its own set of challenges, just like fiction? Like, what yeah. is your what are your thoughts about switching with your nonfiction? Yeah, uh, for me, it was a whole lot harder. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, I've written some, you know, written some stuff down to that I haven't, you know, published yet or, or worked on. Um, just some other nonfiction, like topical studies or things like that. And I was the, the structure of it. Um, getting citations or just try to figure out how do I craft this 
um, and what to actually include. Cause you know, you can include a whole bunch of information, but you're going to lose your readers. They're not going to care about all those little details that don't really matter. Um, and then coming back and just making sure what's most important. So for me, that was harder, but, um, you know, I, I've read your book, the monarch methods. So that's nonfiction. So how's, what, what's your opinion about it? which one was easier for you? I just think the monarch method for me was easy because it's a life that I live. Yeah. And I've practiced, you know, that so much. It's me. And I was just like, I'm going to go with it and and be me. Yeah. Um, whereas with fiction, I have to see where all of these other people take me. And mm. I have a lot of times, you know, no clue. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of uh, shuffling around, letting them lead <laughs> me and say, OK, what next, guys? Wow. Y'all really going to do this off my plan? Because no yeah. matter how much I plan it. <laughs> Yeah. You talked about the master of my life. Uh, yeah. Jesus is the master of my life and mm. in my writing space as well. It's not departmentalized. Yeah. And so I find that the Holy Spirit will take me in places with books. But but with my nonfiction, I don't know, with the chapter by chapter, mm-hmm. you know, I organized everything by chapter first. So I just kind of knew what went where and it just flowed yeah. really quickly. Whereas when I'm writing fiction, it's not like, okay, on chapter 21, I know I'm going to get the <laughs> Right, right. So yeah. it's kind of still like you're shuffling along again. Right. But with the, with the nonfiction for me, because I outlined it first. Mm, yeah. I found that that outline did help me stay centered and it helped the flow and the, and the speed. Okay. Um, but for like, with nonfiction, that outline is really important mm. for me as an author. For yeah. fiction, I spend about 20 minutes on an outline because right. I know what the Lord's going to do. He's going to yeah. laugh. He's going to say, good one, yeah. Jen. You spent like hours or days or a month plotting. Really? And it may so start I, off like that and go somewhere totally yeah, different. Yeah. So I'll kind of yeah. clock myself and I'll do like a 20 minute outline mm. for my fiction. But with my nonfiction, it was more like, okay, chapter one, motivation. What are some things I really need to hit here? So you see okay. how much, you know, it was easier for me. Yeah. And then you're writing your blogs, which is nonfiction. You're writing your Bible studies. Yeah. I In that aspect, that comes, I feel like they're pretty easily. You know, I sit down and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, show me what you want me to, to write. And sometimes I'll be praying about that, you know, the day before. And he'll, he'll give me an idea or a concept and, sit down to write and like, okay, Lord, you know, lead me to the verses that I need. Show me how to write this. And it just, it just comes and Lord just leading me in that. So that, those, that aspect of it is, is fairly easy. And so by thinking of it that way, you know, chunking your larger nonfiction work into those smaller segments, mm. you know, yeah. can maybe help you push through. Um, it's so talk about your nonfiction though. You're working about your own story. Yeah. Yeah. Which so you've, the- you know, you've given that you've given your testimony on your website, guys, mm-hmm. if you have not went to hear I stand ministries, I'm going to put it inside um, the description. So you guys can go check out Luke's work, but you do have your, your small bio there, like yeah. the story, but you're going to extend that out. Yeah. It's a, uh, I give a lot more detail and, um, on my website kind of tells a little bit about where I was and then over the past five years and where I'm at now, the, um, the book uh, that I'm working on right now, it's called never saw it coming. And it's much more a narrow, uh, time frame. It starts off, um, about a year or so before the wreck, kind of giving a little bit of background about what I was involved with and kind of goes rather quickly through that. And then to about a year and a half afterward, just that was really the pivotal 
change and really showing, okay, here's something that I, I never saw coming happen just in an instant on, on the way home from church. And I was in a, in a car wreck and I came blind through that and wrestling struggling with that of, okay, God, why me? Well, why did you let this happen? And how God you know, brought, spoke to me through that experience and what he's, what he's been doing in my life since. And then again, we can go right back to the master of my life. And then mm. you worked on your novel. Yeah. And Josh was dealing and wrestling with a lot of those same kind of questions. Yeah. You know, why me? You know, why me and my sister? Why did I have to go through this? Or why does Paul have to go through this? And right. Um, and you're working out those similar types of questions that you had in your moment, but that so many of Mm-hmm. us have when things happen to us that we that are out of our control yeah and i know um i know your bible verse that has helped you push through um yeah i would love it if you would share it luke yes yeah, sure so the the verse that the, the verses that god really used in my life were uh philippians 4 uh, 6 and 7 and um it says be, be careful for nothing or in other words you know be, don't worry about anything but in everything our prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And just that idea of, okay, you're in this situation, and moving past self pity into looking to to God, and actually giving Him thanks through that. And I saw share a little bit about that on my website, and go into more detail about that in the in the book that. You know, we're editing that now, and I'm hoping to get it ready for some beta readers soon and be, hopefully get it pushed out and published soon. So I will ask you in, in public arena right now. You know yeah. I'm a beta reader, hopefully, yeah. in the future for you. Yes. Um, yep. So, Luke, I'm one of your biggest fans. I truly am. I'm just so blessed to have an opportunity to see you out and, and hanging out with the WWJs. But, yeah. you know, your YouTube, and now that you're playing music online. Yep. And now that you're doing it, talk to me about your Monday video. You had your first episode up. Yeah. It's on your Twitter. It's on his, okay, here I stand ministries. I'm going to put the links, but you got to go follow Luke. Yeah. So talk about that too, Luke. How did that come about? I always felt that the Lord was wanting to do more and to get, to get out there and share with, with people. I know a lot of people were talking, you know, you're building your platform. What are you about? And just felt that, okay, here I stand ministries and the gospel affecting every aspect of life and, trying to find different avenues to share that. And I write my blog and I know that a lot of people don't sit down to to read blogs all the time. You know, there's some blogs I'm subscribed to, which I I do, you know, check out and read, but I don't read every article and sometimes it can be kind of longer and stuff. And so I thought, well, try to make some just shorter YouTube videos in a way they incorporate just a short word of encouragement and maybe a song that ties in with that. Cause you know, people keep saying, you know, you know, post your videos about your music. We enjoy that and stuff. And just wanted to just a quick encouragement. You know, Mondays can be kind of frustrating at time and wearisome, but just a quick word, just to try to be a quick encouragement and some music to kind of uplift people going into the week. Love it. Love it, Luke. Um, and I just love how you're just going after, you know, words, after opportunities to share the word of the Lord yeah. and how you're just walking all of that out by faith. And, yeah. and I'm just so, you know, blessed to know you. Oh, thank you. I'm blessed so, to know you as well. So, guys, if you have not been convinced at this point, <laughs> send me an email and say, Jen, come on. I'm going to say, yes, yeah, seriously. And a good thing, if you have Kindle Unlimited, which I do, 
you can actually get the Master of My Life Kindle Unlimited. But if you're wanting that paperback like me, so you can go around, Luke, I'm hugging your yeah. book. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, grab a paperback. Yeah. Um, and then if you want a signed one uh, to put on your bookshelf, if you like that kind of thing, you can go to Luke's website and you can get his books too. So, so Luke, I know you're getting your platform together. You're on YouTube, Twitter. Talk about where you most like to kind of hang out. So when people go to connect with you after the podcast, they can um, find you. Yeah. So most uh, I try to be on Twitter a good bit at, at his ministries four. That's a numerical four there at the end. That's where I'm at mostly. And then on Facebook at uh, here, I stand ministries. Um, the two places that I'm at most of the time. All right. So uh, guys, I'm posting the links. I'll give you copies of uh, the website and everything that you can go out and subscribe to Luke's YouTube channel and hit that bell for Luke. So that way when he's doing his Bible study or if he's making short clips with his music, you can be blessed too, because truly Luke, you bless all of us. Um, I want you too to give a special thanks to your family for all of the support that they have given you. I yes. know that you tell them all of that, but because of their work with you too, mm -hmm. then I'm holding the master of my life. In my yes. Yeah. And I recognize that and I honor that. And I just want you to tell them for me, you know, how much that means to me mm. um, and how much I've loved the book and yeah. just watching you out there sharing the love of the Lord. And I pray that through your work, that people will become closer, come closer to Jesus and come to know Jesus. Well, thank you. I um, will tell them definitely. All right. So guys, uh, Luke, thank you for joining me today on the show. Oh, thanks um, for having me on. Guys, here I look, here I stand ministries, the master of my life. We've got worth the cost that's going to be coming soon. So you need to be following Luke so you can catch up with yeah. all of his work. And um, I've got more to read, Luke, yep. uh, from you. So uh, like I said, I'm a big fan, so I'm going to keep on reading your work. Um, and I just want to thanks again for uh, for being on the show. Oh, thank you. All right, guys. Bye. We'll talk. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.